Welcome to Incubator by Planet Ant Podcasts. My name is Mike McGettigan, executive producer of the network. At Planet Ant, we pride ourselves on exploring new talent and bringing new voices to the stage. So we're bringing that to the world of podcasting. We'll regularly feature six-episode short-run series commissioned exclusively for the Incubator podcast. Some of these might become full-run podcasts of their own, and some might just stay within what we're doing here. Incubator, stick around. You might like what's next. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, once again to another episode of the Kumquat Corner. I am your host, John Kumquat. Now, if you have never listened to this podcast before, what we do is we bring you titillating topics. Now, we don't lean to the left or the right. We go right down the middle and bring on guests that are going to give you their views and their opinions on said topics. Today, we are going to be discussing UBI, that is Universal Basic Income. Now, with me in the studio today, we have brought Judge Sparrow. She's a TV personality, and she's a judge. You may have seen her on the TV. Hello, John. Glad to be here. Ah, Glad to have you. And we also have Karen Softby, who is running for PTA. Hello. Uh, Can you hear me in the microphone? Yes, we can. Okay. Good to hear you, Karen. Good to hear anything at this point. I have my earpiece turned all the way up. I'm deaf in the left one slightly. Okay, we're gonna we're, we'll, we'll work around that. All right, and then we also have Trey, who is a former gang member from Chicago. Haha, <laughs> yo, check it. And I'm still a current one now, but we'll get to that. You know about that, huh? Yeah. I yo, yo. I got you. All right, so we're gonna top this. We're gonna start this topic off with Judge Sparrow. Now, Judge Sparrow, what are your views on UBI? a.k.a. universal basic income. Uh, oh, John, I mean, it's just absolutely preposterous. First and foremost, this whole let's give everybody $1,000, $2,000, $8,000, where does it end? That seems like a slippery slope to me. How are we going to pay for it? What's it going to do to our economy as well when people know that they don't have to work anymore? Industry will grind to a halt. America will crumble, and we will all suffer for it. And for what? For a measly grand? Uh, I mean, that grant could help a lot of people out. There are some people that are in impoverished areas, uh, urban areas, that $1,000 could help them out tremendously. I I, I want us to just think about the costs and the benefits. I mean, if we're talking about the entire engine of the U.S. economy, which is currently as strong as it's ever been, thanks to our glorious leader, President Donald J. Trump, and we're about to throw that in the garbage, so what? People in urban areas can spend more money on on rent? singles and and shoes, presumably. I mean, what are we even talking about here? People need to work. We have a capitalist nation, thank God, and we need to encourage people to contribute. Well, that's proponents of UBI say that it reduces poverty and income inequality and encourages employment and skills training and values normal unpaid roles, such as homemakers <laughs> and caregivers. A lot of those are in impoverished neighborhoods. So you can you could you could argue that they are helping to bring that lower class up a level, which in turn helps the entire 
uh, nations. Why can't the lower class just pull themselves up on their own bootstraps and make sure that they're not dragging the rest of us down with it? They got rid of all the shoe shiners on my state. So how are they supposed to wear clean boots? You have to go all the way down to Teddy's, which is two miles from my house, and then you have to give him the correct shoe polish because he never seems to have enough black. No one seems to have enough black in Florida. I always have enough black. I have black in my house, and I keep even a, a black polish in my car. And I don't know about this wrap stuff, but I do wrap my couches because I have a tiny Pomeranian with a urinary tract infection. That seems like a very good plan, Karen, and I appreciate your perspective. Thank you, Mrs. Sparrow. Jonathan, you have a very nice setup here. I enjoy this chair. It hasn't hurt my bottom yet. And I, I, I would have to say that you're the nicest one of those I've met in a very long time. I second that. TV host, I got you. Or, uh, podcast host, I got you, yeah. Okay, uh, Trey, Yo. we're going to go to you. What are your thoughts on UBI, Universal Basic Income? Yeah, so about a year ago, I got beat out of my old gang because I, w- I wanted out and I wanted something new. So I, uh, I was a free agent after I took it like a man. And I was looking for a new gang who was all about that money because that's what I felt like I didn't have enough of. And I met a new leader, Andrew Yang. Right. I joined the Yang gang. Right. I didn't think I'd be following an Asian as my leader, but I am here. I am. Right. And he's about that money, about that math. And that's what I trust. And, you know, I know a lot of artists. You know, I I know a lot of these rappers and they could use a thousand dollars a month to focus on their art. So so money be, talks, in other words. Money does talk, right? And you know what? I've been learning a lot. And these streets talk, and these billionaires are taken from us and taking our jobs. So there's only going to be more inequality between the top and the bottom. And you know what? If we just taxed Amazon two cents per dollar they made, we could fund this whole UBI thing. Boom. Uh, are you telling me this whole conversation revolves around an Asian man? Because I just want to say two words. World War II. I remember Pearl Harbor. I think we all do. You know, in my opinion, you don't trust them, even after they came over here. You know, it's, it's America's land. And in Clearwater, Florida, all you got are the Jews, and I can deal with those. But everybody else, they can get out. Ah, uh, Karen, you're you're right in my wheelhouse right now. I'm feeling so jazzed right now. I feel like I feel like my greatest fans are right okay, around me. Okay, stop talking. Now. I can't believe this, man. We put those the Japanese in internment camps, and you're you're like acting like that's not that's fine. That's they- okay. You know, we're all, we're making this all about color for yeah, some let's, reason, let's, and yeah, let's I get just back on topic. We're gonna go back to. Actually, Thank you, John. It's preposterous. You know what it is. You know, young men like Trey over here are being like pulled over for the, the siren song from these leftists who are telling him that they'll just hand him a check for $2,000. And, oh, we'll just tax the rich and get it out there. You know what $2,000 for every American would actually cost per year? Two point two seven five trillion dollars. That's a lot of money. It's more than we'll get from Amazon. I'll tell you that much. I give each and every one of my grandchildren twenty-five dollars on their birthday. 
Now, I've seen what it's done to them, and they usually buy candy with it. If you give America a thousand dollars, the candy industry will skyrocket. I think it might be a good idea. Why, we need more lollipops and, and, and rainbow sticks in, 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 in each and everyone's home. Rainbow sticks. I keep a whole jar of candy next to my bed. And whenever the grandchildren come over, I make sure they eat three pieces each before they go to bed. My father told me a sweet tooth makes sweet dreams. I have nightmares every once in a while, but that's only when I have a Hershey bar. Understandable. Um, so, so I know you say that it's going to cost two point two seven five trillion dollars, but Amazon is not the only company that you could tax. Amazon pays no money in taxes, and there's a lot of big businesses that don't pay any taxes. So, if you were to divide that up, you know, you could actually get it done. I really, I'd love to see your numbers. I just haven't seen the numbers. You know, they, they just you doesn't want, add up. You want to hear a number? My daughter Sophia, she calls herself Sophie, but not in my house. Sophia was on the the intranets, and she said, Mommy, come here, look at this. It was about that Amazon boy. He was white, which was surprising, and he was getting no tax paying, and I pay pay taxes at my age. What, what What color did you expect him to be? Well, Amazon, I would think closer to, well... Maybe he was a cousin of yours, uh, and he was talking about how he didn't pay taxes in 2018, and he was listed as the 14th company that didn't pay taxes. 14, which means there are bigger companies out there. That's actually And true. as Teddy Roosevelt once said, the American public is the number one thing we need to prioritize. And if you can't learn the English language in three years and coming over here, then get the fuck out. I, I, I think that Jeff Bezos actually speaks English. Is he a Jew? I don't trust that last name to save my life. Karen asking the questions that matter over here. Okay, we're gonna get back on. To, we're gonna get back onto the universal basic income topic, and you know, leave poor Jeff Bezos alone. He's going through enough with giving half his money to his ex-wife. Uh, yes, so, where's the justice for Jeff Bezos? Well, Je- I took no. my husband's last name, and that was enough. Sothby. It's got a name that trickles down the throat and gives dangerous eyes to my enemies. I can see that. I can see those eyes from here. All right, Trey, you've been quiet for a while over there. What are your thoughts on this? You know, I'm just in deep thought about how this $1,000 changed my life and how it will change everybody else's life. I have to commit less crimes now, right? Because I don't have money. That's a plus. Right? I don't have to... you know, con people out of money, try to trick them. I can worry about things like, you know, maybe getting some friends and we all put our money together and get a house and we take care of that house now, actually, rather than trying to do stupid stuff, you know, staying out of liquor stores, stealing bottles. I could buy them if I need them. And you steal, you steal I, bottles? Of liquor. Oh, okay. I have a whole liquor cabinet in my house. Have you eaten today, by the way? I have some pea soup, uh, pancakes, I have, I have a brisket, 
I could give you... This boy looks very frail. I don't know who his mother is, but she's failing immensely. That's what, that's what a life of crime does to you, you or know? that's like, what poverty does to yeah, you. You may my, not have I, money to... He, he's made the choice. Poverty. He made a choice to break the law, to go against the arc of justice, and I'm sorry. I'm Let sorry. You need to pay you for your crimes. Law. Not be paid. Back in the day, there was prohibition. Did we drink during? Oh, hell yeah. Sometimes oh, yeah. you go against the law to make the better good. As Teddy Roosevelt once said, you think about America first, and if you don't know the language in three years, you get the fuck out. What is this greater good? What good is Trey and his, his gangbangers stealing bottles of, of Hennessy from the liquor store doing? But you can look at Trey's story as, you know, a, a, a story of, of growth, you know? Like yes. he, he's, he was committing crimes that means that everyone can change everyone can grow and just by a thousand dollars a month it kind of sounds like a you know one of the adopt a child commercials from over you know yes. in the third world country but ah. it's here in America you can you can help these impoverished neighbors because a lot of people don't have it the reason the reason that a lot of crimes are committed in these areas is because a lot of people don't have things so they have to focus, they have to do whatever they can to get by so they have to Steal and you know. It's and just this this culture of entitlement. You know, you, you, you feel like you're entitled to the, to the the biggest televisions and the fanciest liquor and a refrigerator. Or food. Impoverished, quote unquote, households all have refrigerators these days. It doesn't sound very poor to me. I'm just saying. A nice box <laughs> back in my day was equivalent to a quarter of your annual income. A refrigerator costs a lot of money. Mine broke down last summer. I had to go to the Home Depots, and that's when I found one for $1,500 for a refrigerator. But it spoke to me, so I didn't feel alone. I bought it, and it's become my best friend. You are so frail. Do you have a grandmother? Does she take care of you? Uh, I don't have a grandmother. Uh, I Come figured- over to my house later. I have Werther's in my purse now. You'll take two of these, and you'll have sweet dreams the rest of the day. Well, thank you. Uh, that's the nicest thing someone's done for me this week. I'm yeah. a grandmother. That's what I do. You're, I'm sure your grandkids love you. Oh, one of them does. The other three, they can die. Whoa. So, Karen, so... Okay, say okay, say if you had a surplus of candy, right? Mm-hmm, I do. So if no, I'm saying like uh, like a large amount of candy. Say if you I, had, I have if, a large amount of candy. Say in if my you house. had like trillions of pieces of candy. I literally have that in my garage. <laughs> and there were uh, kids that were, you know, that were walking around. They were tired. Oh, I hand handfuls out to the children on my street. There's only six of them because it's a retirement community. But when they come visit their grand Grandpa Joe and, and Jaja Joe and, and Gigi Joe, I hand it out to them and they smile and they go to the pool and then they get cramps because they didn't wait 30 minutes after eating. But you're okay. But you'd be okay with like you know, sharing your candy that you have because you have an abundance of it, correct? When I was younger, we didn't have much. But as I got older and I married a man who made a lot of money, he told me that to share the wealth makes you a wealthy soul. So anything I did that was sinful was outweighed by the good things I did. 
I almost murdered a man, but since giving away all my candy, I figure I'm going to heaven still. So just uh, translate that into money, right? So if your candy oh, money... Oh, wait so, a minute. I think I get it now. Yeah, so you'd be okay with giving the, the, the ones that didn't have candy candy, right? You're telling so me there are children be... out in the world who don't have candy, who need the candy? Exactly. Karen, Karen, don't listen to him. I don't like you from the start. I like this brown boy. He may be, he may be from the ghetto, but you can learn a lot from those in, in poorer income households than yourself. Karen, resist, resist. You know, we had a brown boy named Jensen. He used to come around the house. He was my first love. All right, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna get right back on topic here for universal basic income and how it can help impoverished. You, like uh, <sighs> Judge Farrell, you don't agree with. You you say that you're uh, you're right down the middle, John, but your bias is showing left and right. And when I say left, I mean left. This is nothing but a socialist program that's never gonna fly in a capitalist nation. And when I say socialism, you know I really mean literal communism as well. Oh, I don't I don't veer left or right. I just veer for the people. What's best for people, the country? Populism. Well, Socialism. It's what's best for the country, in my opinion. So it's... it's there it is. Ha-ha! I got you. You what? said opinion. You know, back in the day, the commies were known as Marxists, and they were in the entertainment business, and they got blacklisted. You know what they did? They wrote their names under different names. So even if you think people aren't socialist or Marxist, trust me, there's some hidden agenda there. Damn straight. But... I don't mind what they're doing. They're looking for the greater good. Karen! It's the dang old capitalists, the ones with all the money monies. No, Karen! They're taking away the candy from the children. Uh, In the words of Theodore Roosevelt, think of the American public first, and if you don't know the language in three years, then you can get the fuck out. You're so close, Karen. We're so close. Uh, I'd like to bring up the topic of automation, though, as the future is going, as you know, my man Andrew Yang is always thinking about the future. And as he would say, one of the one of the biggest job losses is going to be truck driving. And that's uh, over a million people. So what about those people? They're just supposed to code. We just keep telling everybody to go code because I can't code. You can learn, learn, get some skills and be useful for one goddamn time in your life. I used to work in the coding district during World War II. I deciphered those dirty Japs' message well, that, when they were coming is. over to Pearl Harbor. So coding does help the American public. I agree with this frail, frigid, slightly gay boy. I, okay, you are a happy one, aren't you? You have a motherly type to you, and I haven't felt this comfort in a, in a long time. And it's, you know, maybe it's me changing and me opening up, but I appreciate you. I have a Barker lounger in my family room. I think you could sleep on it. I'd appreciate that. You're very welcome. And I have fleece sheets. You ever seen those? I got them from Coles. Who knew? Coles is a great place. A potential sponsor of the show. So, Judge Sparrow. Yes. 
I know that you think that I'm leaning left. Or what is your? What, oh, what I know are you, you are. What I are you know like, you are. What are I you know you are against. Why are you against uh, universal basic income? Have I not made it clear, no, John? You, I feel like I'm speaking in circles. How, how will it affect you? That's what I'm trying to get at. It'll it, it, it'll destroy everything. It will destroy the fabric of this country. We are built on work. We are built on the principle that everybody has a job, everybody pays their taxes, everybody adheres to the law, Trey, I'm looking at you, and we all work together to build the economy. I absolutely agree. Exactly. I absolutely agree. And the and UBI... No one, a, no one should get a handout. No. But... Uh, but no, what? Listen, there's there's fairness at play. The companies that are making the most money are not paying their fair share. That's a completely separate issue. You but, know, it's a completely separate issue. Taxation versus income, UBI. Yeah, that well, you that's where the money would come from is them paying their share. Again, I want just want to see your numbers, John, because I don't think they add up. How, I just don't think they add up. How about it reduces two point two seven five trillion? Really. Yes. I heard you. He has a great, great point. You're just ignoring it. And, but how about this? Women reduce dependency on men because of UBI. They don't have to feel like they need to do things for money. Oh, great. So now we're going to destroy marriage as well? Oh, I see. I see. Everything that's sacred to the fabric of this country, we're going to just tear apart because we want a couple extra dollars at the end of the month. The strongest my marriage was was in the late 60s. We threw key parties, and it was fantastic. I didn't have to deal with Jonathan every Sunday. I could have a Tyler, a Trent. I even had a Billy once. Well, multiple times with Billy. Also, if we were the Golden Girls, Mrs. Sparrow, you would be Dorothy. Your voice is so shrill, and you look very masculine for a woman. I question all your reasoning of existence. I will choose to take that as a compliment. Dorothy was a fighter. And a leader and a powerfully sexy woman. She was a man. I don't think she was. She's a handsome woman. Yeah, I I can agree with that one. Yeah, she was very handsome. I would be the Blanche. You wish. I don't doubt that. Or maybe it is still. And my daughter Sophia would be Sophia. But she calls herself Sophie. Not in my house. Okay, we're, you know, actually, we're going to start wrapping this up because we clearly have gone off the rails a little bit here. So we're going to get a final thought from each of you on your thoughts on the universal basic income. We're going to start with you, Trey. Yeah, uh, I just want to give a shout out to the Yang Gang, my family. I feel like a sense of belonging now, and I appreciate that. And, you know, uh, our leader, our glorious leader, Andrew Yang, check out his value or venture for America. You know, if you're looking to start up your own business or something like that, he's, he's looking to help you out. So, uh, yo, shout out, Yang Gang. All right, Miss Karen Southby. As I am running for the Parent Teacher Association, I would like to say that I am like Teddy Roosevelt. I think of America first, and I have candy in my garage. Come on over. It's behind the white van. Okay, thank you for that, Karen. And Judge Sparrow. I I just want to remind everybody that UBI is never going to happen. It is a ploy by the desperate left to try to get votes this coming season to try to defeat, which they cannot 
our glorious president, Donald J. Trump, and if we were to try to hand out money all over the place willy-nilly, the economy would fall apart, we would become a socialist communist nation, and pigs would start walking on their two hind legs. Oh, that, okay. That's, I don't think that's, Have you not read Animal Farm? No. It was a literal allegory. But pigs walking on their hind legs? Yes. Terrifying. Terrifying. They made a cartoon of it, and it haunts my dreams. That is very terrifying. All right, thank you for joining us once again for the Kumquat Corner, where our topic today was universal basic income. We had a... We had some topics that were brought up that were good. We had some topics that were brought up that were topics. But, you know, we got to the bottom of it in some form of the other. But join us next week where we're going to have another titillating topic for you that we're going to discuss. And I'm going to have new guests on that are going to give you their views on these said topics. So thanks for listening again. And once again, join us next week on the Kumquat Corner. Everybody's coming to the Everybody's coming to the This episode of Kumquat Corner was brought to you by Planet Ant Podcast Network and powered by Pinecast. Check out Pinecast for all your hosting needs. Thank you. Have a good one.